The following podcast may be explicit. One Joe Young presents Adventures from the Shed, a tabletop RPG podcast. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com. I want to see how it turns out. Um, of course, I think I have to stop the meeting to do that. So, ah, whatever. We'll have something, right? Some absolutely, absolutely. Um, but, but anyway, we have a character sheet. And we can see it, and we can talk about them. And I have each person's up here. It's interesting because um, uh, Eli, what he sent me, he sent me a different link, and it came up a different color. Huh. And I'm not quite sure why. Everybody else's was red. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, I take that back. Well, this uh, is this gold. Huh. Oh, well. Yeah, I'm, I'm not super familiar with the, the D&D Beyond as far as um, all the character sheet and building and how all the customization works. I know they're doing a bunch of stuff. They just, they just released the app yeah. for it, too, which was pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's what I noticed when I was looking at it. I was, um, I was messing with it, trying to get the links so I could put in the email. And then when I went to get the link, right on the page it said, there's a player app available. And that note was from, I want to say it was July 4th or 3rd or something like that. So they just released it. Yeah, no, my players in a, uh, one of my Discord rooms, they're all super excited about it because they're all D&D Beyonders, so. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm curious, if you make a change on it, if I need to refresh the screen to see that change, can you try this? Um, so I, I did make some changes because I forgot to equip my actual weapons on there, and okay. so I don't think it updated it. If well, I see at, weapons are on here. Where would they show as equipped? I guess. Yeah, just go to equipment. Oh yeah, equipment. I gotta click on that. Okay. Um, oh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't know if they're equ they're equipped yet on yours. So I don't uh, know if that means. Then, when did you make the change? Uh, it was like the day yesterday or something like that. I think All I right. made them because I, I just I realized. Opened, yeah, I just opened oh, this earlier. So. There we go. You can oh, see them now. They're, they're yeah. there. Okay, so, yeah, so refresh. That's it. So same yeah. link works then. Excellent. Good. That's what I'd like to do. If I can uh, kind of keep a window open with this on here, um, that way it works out. Yeah, I will say this. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I love pen and paper, but it makes it very nice, though, now that I've been dabbling with it a little bit more. It's, it's, it's pretty, pretty handy. All right. I got Eli and Chris joining now. Excellent. And um, yeah, Eli is coming back after my technical difficulties. Hello. So I started, hey. by the way, Jason, I started without having my headphones on. So Eli <laughs> joined and I was talking to Eli and I realized, oh, I'm not going to hear you. My headphones are hanging right here and <laughs> I don't have them in. So I put them in and I'm like, oh, um, it's still not working. I hold up the end of it. I didn't have them plugged in to the computer. <laughs> Because I use wired, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I found it especially funny. Yes. Because in my first meeting with Joe, I was having audio issues. I couldn't hear him. I could hear like a tinny, echoing I voice. That. No, that's awesome. Yes. And look and check my computer, and wouldn't you know it, my headphones not plugged in all the way. Yep. I completely forgot about that. That that does make it even funnier. I'm sitting here all frustrated because I didn't do it right, and I, I didn't even remember that. That's awesome. Chris, how are you, man? Pretty good. How's it going? Hi, Chris. Pretty good. Hey. You didn't get a new headset yet? 
I did. You did? Yeah, I uh, went oh, with Jason's right. recommendation. Hey. The one you uh, had had the boom on it. That's uh, right. This one yeah. doesn't. Yeah, I can see him. They got the black ones. Nice. Yeah. yeah. How do you like yeah. them? They're awesome, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, no, cool. yeah, they're they're, they're, really, they're really good. I gotta get my wife a pair now because she's been since we both been home <laughs> using them now because she goes to some school. She's like, I like these a lot. I'm just gonna take them. I'm like, no, you can't take them. I, yeah. I still need them. <laughs> By the way, I have my generic shirt of gaming on. <laughs> I'm repping Pokemon right now on my shirt. Cool. I actually nice. have a shirt made by a friend of mine. He made it for an arm wrestler, like a professional arm wrestler guy. One of his Ooh. quotes, never fail. Always feel good, never fail. So he made like a yin-yang thing on it. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. It's not, this is I a double elimination guy. tournament? Yeah, it's not over the top or anything. Some <laughs> of the stuff's kind of, I have a couple of shirts he made for, for the guy. I guess he's, uh, I think he's Canadian. Devin Laird. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He like he does like these crazy curls of like two hundred pounds like in one arm like just to build up the strength for you know because everything's shut down now he's just training like a madman. My buddy's I, been uh making shirts for him and you could buy them on his site. It's kind of funny. I could say like just wow because that's pretty. Wow. Yeah. I know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> the thing is, he only does it in one arm. He's like yeah. Popeye on one side, nothing on the other. <laughs> it's a little crazy. I think his right bicep is a little bit crazier than his. He's, he's still pretty big though. He's like some ex special forces like Canadian dudes, and I just does special arm wrestling. Kind of Very good, eh? Well, you can be ex special forces, but he probably can't be ex Canadian, right? Well, no, you can't. You can't help that. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's some yeah, good guys. Like Rush is cool. Yeah. But I also remembered too. I have my uh, <clears throat> twenty hat. Yeah, sweet. Nice. So I can pretend to be cool for a little bit and then stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing, Joe. All right. I'll try not to. <laughs> I'll hold on to that feeling. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to try this share screen thing again. Oh, um, you know, I got I got the black cup today, not the white nice. one. Oh, it's not going to blend in with the background. Hmm. Damn it! I forgot about the green. You know, I came close to wearing a green shirt. I have a Star, I have a Star Trek shirt that's the um, old series, and it's uh, like if you're familiar with the car repair manuals, it's like the Haynes yeah. manual for the bridge yeah. of the 1701A. It's that's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. But but it, awesome it's though, green. That that could have been a whole that next level of DMing if you were just a floating head talking to people. Yes. That you know, I thought about that because oh, um, I, I I actually have another smaller green screen that I could just put around my neck and <laughs> in front of me. I just, I don't know. There's so many different ways to mess with that. <laughs> Turn yourself into a, I can never remember the name, but the uh, hand and face from Star Trek 64. Star Trek, Star Fox. Star Fox my, 64. Andros. Andros, there it is. Oh, so the little glowing bits one. on the hands too. Just, you <laughs> see before you. That would be cool. Um, so I'm going to try this screen sharing thing with the characters. I was doing this a little bit with... Uh, with um, Jason before you guys got here. The plan was actually to show Eli before I broke my audio. It happens. All right. <laughs> now i got to move my dang Zoom window because it puts one in front of the other. And All right. So now I can see you guys. Can you see the character sheet? Yep. yep. Yes. All right. So that one is um, Bell. And then we have Abraxas, uh, Guardian of the Universe. I don't know if you're familiar with that. What? No? Was, uh, it's Santana's second album. I know that for sure. Okay. It's you have to go from, look. It's some Gnostic term for magic or something. I don't know. It's very mysterious. But I, I always like that name. You have to go look this up now, Chris. Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. It is a movie from, it was either late 80s, early 90s. 
it stars Jesse Ventura as Abraxas. Well, so, so you know it's good. Does it have like an awesome yeah. Flash Gordon soundtrack, Abraxas? The ah, movie kind of itself is so bad that the guys from Rift Tracks, which was the guys from Mystery Science Theater, they actually have their version of it on. Um, it's probably better. It makes it's on Amazon better. Prime, actually, and it's, oh my it's hysterical. I um, want yes. um, there we go. Yeah, but it's Abraxas. Um, up this weekend. Ooh, that I movie poster though, rocking some mad New Hope vibes. <laughs> oh, did you look it up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool! I should do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got to see this. <laughs> uh. Uh, was it? Is it Guardian Guard of the Universe? Guardian, Guardian of the Universe, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Oh, there's a good oh, one. Oh yeah. Um, that's not. This is the one I was familiar with. This screen. He's got the. Well, it's on eBay. He's got the porn mustache and everything. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That is beautiful. That's yeah. that's a relic. So let's not let's not worry about character. Let's just watch that. Let's stream that and watch that together here on this instead. <laughs> we can set up session one another time. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, no, I'm, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, my name's Abraxas. Call me Jesse." <laughs> uh, Call me Jesse. The, the other thing, and I'm gonna get back to this for a second, just for a second. Though. We'll get back to the other thing. The thing I noticed with um, uh, Jason, we were talking earlier that if you make a change on your character, and I refresh this, I get the change. So the same link works. So Jason had changed what he had equipped. And when I refreshed, it showed that the stuff was equipped. So yep. you can see the crossbow, the daggers. Nice. So that's um, that's a good thing. Yeah, it was weird because it like changed. I think it changes the link every time, but it, I assume it goes to the same place. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think. I understand. They probably generate a random link each time you click it. It's almost like with Zoom. If you don't have a subscription, you get a random number every time that you do yeah. it. But right. since I had the subscription to go longer than forty minutes. Um, we have the uh, the sta static number. Like I have the static number. I'm just saying yeah. words now, apparently. Um, fancy. It's a good things to say, I guess. Uh, all right, so let's um, let's go back here for a second. All right, so we're here. <laughs> hey, um, we don't know when Randy's going to join, but that's okay because this is. We expect, I I, I think at least, and you guys. You said tenish minutes, probably wrong. a couple minutes ago. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, you can tell me if I remember it wrong, but Randy was pretty much saying he could join at eight. So as part of, yeah, now I can see uh, Randy Flake. Um, he, uh, he can join kind of whenever he wants. Going up with that whole idea of this is the way an RPG tabletop group works, yeah. nobody arrives at the same time unless you're carpooling. Right? You're going to have people showing up at different times. Same thing with an online meeting. But we can start um, and finish earlier or later than we originally planned. So I usually schedule this this meeting now. I'm going to at least have going to start scheduling it. I, I'm I'm Englishing awesome tonight. You guys just let me know and <laughs> I can improve. I'm have going to have start it, um, but we're we're setting it up from 7:30 to 10:30. The real re reality, realisticality, that part. Whew. We probably won't start at 7.30, and we probably won't end at 10.30. We'll probably start a little later and end a little earlier, but, you know, that's okay. We don't. It doesn't have to be a, a strict, tight schedule. You get people there, you show up, you start talking, like we have, about um, Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. and no, um, call me Jesse. <laughs> I will. Uh, Mr. Ventura. Spelled like Kyle. 
<laughs> it's actually uh but with all eyes what no that's not work is your middle name the body as well <laughs> <laughs> all right so um i wanted to talk a little bit about the characters i do kind of want to wait for that until randy shows up because i'd like him to be able to hear it and we not have to repeat it but i will say uh, I don't know about you guys, um, but I think I really like the whole D&D &D Beyond character generation kind of thing, character creation thing. Yeah, I'm digging it, man. I, I started playing around with the beta dice roll thing. I wrote, yeah. like, the first roll was, like, a 20. But I was like, ah, I just wasted that awesome roll. wasted the 20. He's doomed to roll ones now for the rest of the campaign. I know. That's, what, that's how it's going to work out. I'm going to suck out the whole time. <laughs> All right, so you got me on that. There's a dice roller? Yep, so if you click on, say, for example, if I were to click on an, my attack, it allows me to then select a roll, because they just now added this feature in about two or three weeks ago, and it'll automatically roll the dice for you and do all the modifier work for you and give you your total. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in beta. Yeah, it's, I think it's default on. It's default on, yes. yes. It's, it's, yes it it should be default on. <laughs> huh. I was messing around with it for like my uh, stat checks and, and saving throws. It's pretty neat. Yep. The die itself is a little hard to read, but it gives you the, yeah, it gives you the number, number and a readout. Yeah. So maybe I'm missing something. Let me uh, let me try this whole thing again because what I gotta get used do? to the technologies as we go. As we go Aren't you an IT guy? I am. Oh, so oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <that> <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure why, but it's it just wants to select you, Chris, when um when I switch it. Uh, anyway, uh, well, that's, that's cool. it's still sharing, right? Yeah. yeah. Right, so know. I'm on I'm on Bell's sheet. Where would you click? Because I yeah. So it's so, definitely not turned on for this character. Well, Less it might be because you're looking at everyone's character when you're logged in. Like yeah. um, maybe because he. Yeah. I wonder if yeah. he, I wonder if only like we could see our role. Like, yeah. Only can you can see your roles because you own the character apparently. Mm, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so Jim, you go to one Joe of your. Would have your to go character? in a separate window for his own. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you went to your test character that you shared out, you could probably yeah, see, see it there. Yeah. Here. Yeah. All you gotta do is click on the damage button or the hit dice button, and it will roll it for you and give you your total once you're logged in. Oh, what's um? Uh, Collections, I think. No. Collections will take it to your character. It should be under your name, under the Joe Young. It should be under there, and then you can what click on my characters. You, you guys. Crazy. Um, this is the one I think I finished. I actually messed with two of them. <clears throat> yeah, and then okay. just click on the hit dice box or the damage box under the attack. Yeah, I'm gonna roll the die for you. And it should roll the dice. There he goes. Oh my god! And then you can do the and it'll just line them all up, and you can clear out your list of yep. like uh, hits and damages. Pretty cool. All right, now I'm very curious if now that I'm signed in, if I refresh this page, no, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah, because it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It would be cool. But that's cool. Yeah. Um, but that makes me wonder, since I think I have it set up so other people can share too. If you just shared a small window and click the die, would we be able to see it? Try. Um, maybe not the die rolling because it seems to just throw it anywhere around the screen. But the readout seems to be in the same space. Uh, so maybe just a little share screen yeah, there. That could be neat. I, I keep thinking of how are we going to figure out how to do the dice, but if that works, that could be something. Because I like being able to see it. Well, Joe, you can add us to a campaign, right? Like, how does that? 
Oh gosh. I don't um, Cause it says I can join a campaign or you could send me a link to join a campaign. I don't know if you would things it would yeah. be more options for things or yeah, but one of the other campaign. groups that I play with, they have a DM who uses D and D beyond, I believe <laughs> they do the campaign share where he has all the stuff and you can actually interact with it. At the end of Yeah, so I was we telling my tutorial, wife about some of the information about the you know, like the land and all that. She's like, Oh, I I, I never heard of it. So she <laughs> she's even trying to get on the chair. That's now. awesome. Send yeah, players this invite nothing. link to have them join your campaign. Copy oh, link. <laughs> Guess who I'm sending this to? I I'm gonna know. put it in the chat. For, By some guy um, named Jesse. For the thing <laughs> the guy named Jesse. Uh, chat and paste and send. I'm gonna make sure Randy's character uh, sings a song called I Wish I Had Jesse's Girl. <laughs> <laughs> um all right, so let's see what happens here. All right, I am hitting join with this character. <clears throat> Which is uh, the Guardian of the Universe. And I will let me refresh this page. Right. Oh, cool. I, am, I, got I have joined. Oh, I can it even says edit. Huh. What happens if I click yeah. edit? La la la. Oh, it added that stuff. I don't want to edit that. Um, let's just look at view from here. And see, oh yeah, oh, there it is. Nice. Yeah. So you can play for us. Awesome. I can. <laughs> <laughs> Joe this now realizes he doesn't need players. He oh, just needs D and D well, beyond. Interesting. But what just if I make a roll? If I make a roll, will you see it there? That's what I, I Let want me to try add. clear this. And yeah. I rolled a one this time. Get this out of the way. You rolled a one. I'm gonna refresh the screen. I got nothing. If it had something like a role history, that would be good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's what I was kind of hoping. Like you would see all the roles in there. Dear Wizards of the Coast, let's have to use our honors the honor system. Yeah, so maybe we'll figure that out for next time. I doubt we'll do much die rolling yeah. this time. We're just uh, you know stalling for Randall. <clears throat> Actually, I have no idea if his name is Randall. Yeah, he's uh, I stop that share for now so I can see him show up when he does. Yay. So uh, doing a couple test rolls, it will show like a little history. So under under the roll, it gives you know the, the die you use. The oh, yeah, values, but I think I don't get to see that history, I guess is what I was Yeah, you, you no. have to. That would be. It, it's it's a personal. Yeah, okay. personal yeah it's still in beta, so who knows? They might be working on doing that exact kind of thing. Yeah. I, I had given up on this a while ago because um, the D&D Beyond stuff was really cool for 4th edition. I liked it. It could make you a character sheet with all of the um, cards, power cards. Um, different people call them different things. But anyway, it was your actions, the things you could do. And um, it was really good at putting that together. And when you printed it out, you could actually cut them and put them in little card sleeves and you could play the game Ooh. with you know, your information in front of you. I really liked and then when they went to 5th edition, I know there was a lot of people saying, myself included, saying, all right, I'm ready for this for 5th edition. And I believe it was three and a half or four years almost before they actually had something that they started presenting publicly. And I, I, like I said, I had given up on it. And then I saw D&D Beyond as an app, and that app is the reference app where you can look at the OGL stuff and the player's handbook and what have you. But... Um, 
it was only when I went online that I went to D&D Beyond and said, oh, that does have a character thing. Why don't they have that in the app? And then, like you and I said earlier, Jason, well, they, yeah, they do now. They just released that app. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, all right, cool. I, I like that. I, I'm, I'm very cool with it. I like the idea that everybody's character sheet is formatted the same. Um, I can just look at quickly look at um, the passive information, the you know the perception, the wisdom, etc. etc. Um, no more needing to ask your players, well, what, what's this stat again, and then make yeah. suddenly make them too t paranoid to play proper. <laughs> and you still could yeah. if you really want to. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to. I, I still personally, I still like the uh, the random uh, roll a d twenty. Tell me what you got. Oh, it, it's perfect. <laughs> what am I rolling for? Don't worry amazing. about it. Just, don't worry just, about roll. It. Just, just roll. Just do it. I'll let you know if it does or doesn't happen. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> just write a little note that just says "smile and wave." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've done that. I like that one. You know, just just smile. Let, yeah. Remember when I had you roll that random twenty three hours ago? Well, yeah. When you walk in this room, you stub your toe on the chest. I've done that a few times where it's or early in the session or even midway through. Just hey, can you roll a uh, whatever for me? And just like at n only until the end of the session, do I tell them, all right, so you failed your, uh, this is older edition, so you failed your fortitude save earlier. Yeah. So uh, turns out you now have pneumonia. Ooh. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Don't need a ventilator, buddy. <laughs> and they're kind of used up right now. Hey, speaking of which, congratulations again, Mr. Arizona, for having the highest infection rate in the country. I mean, it's it's not easy. I mean, it was hard. Yeah. We worked at it. We, we, now we've really been did. working hard at it here in South Carolina, but you guys got us beat by a, a little bit. Man, oh, yeah. Yeah. Dang it. I think you wouldn't have that with the dry heat. You know, kind of weird. Texas is gonna have to do a Everyone lot better. Everyone thought, hey, when it's 112 degrees outside, it's gonna kill it, and it didn't. So, uh, well, oh, well, too many friendly people. What did you say about Texas, Eli? I said Texas is gonna have to do a lot better if we want to take that number one spot. Oh gosh, yeah. they're not too far behind. Florida but had it's the, one of their worst days too, just recently. Yeah, it's the fact that we are behind. <laughs> well, you can. We what is it? You can one. travel farther in Texas than it is to go from like New York to Miami or something like that. You can drive across Texas in the amount of time that it takes to get from one end of Europe to the other. Nice. Yeah, Texas is big. I've I've had to drive through Texas a couple times. It's 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 not a fun drive. No, Houston to El Paso. Hmm. That's the best part of any road trip. No, oh, it hurts my soul yeah, just to say it. Oh, so that was sarcasm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you got to tell me why it's so great, but apparently it's not. I mean, the tacos <laughs> are cool. cool. The tacos are good. <laughs> Try to say oh, yeah. cool and good. Uh, I'm English very good too today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about the, the character thing on the D&D the &D Beyond because I, I, don't know, I guess you could say I'm at least partially infatuated with the thing right now because I think they did a really good job putting the structure together. Going through creating the character, I thought it was pretty cool where you can just pick the different source books and resources and what have you that, that are there, turn them on and off, and then you can base your selections off of what you've told it that you want to draw from. And I think that was really cool because for us at least, I want to stick with just the player handbook stuff to begin with. Um, so like Chris had mentioned to me uh, uh, separately, I think it was separately on an email uh, about a race for the character. And I said, yeah, okay. And it turned out he wanted to do a, a Dragonborn Paladin. 
Um, what was it you said? This could get interesting or something like that? Yeah, because I mean, well, it's weird because I mean, you know, if you think about the old school way of powder, you had to be human, you had to be lawful good. That was what, that's the way it was. And now and it's blonde. like, well, you don't have to be necessarily lawful good, and definitely don't have to be human anymore. So it, it makes things a lot more interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's cool. Um, but like I said, the ability to go through there and you can pick your basic equipment and all that. Uh, one of the things I really liked because I don't care about encumbrance. As far as numbers go, encumbrance is a logical thing for us. Um, you'll notice uh, if you're just going through the adventure and you're just picking up things here or there, that's fine. But say we're in the you know the the dungeon and you approach the kitchen area or the mess hall and they have this um, enchanted iron griddle that all you know cooks the food for them and it's like 400 pounds. No, you can't just pick that up and walk out with it. That oh. that's going to be some effort. Right? It's going to be two or three of you having to, to join together and, and grab that thing and bring it out if you want the magic hotcakes. I mean, which I, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want those? But, um, That's a band name, Magic Hotcakes. <laughs> it is now. Man, you get the new hotcakes album? I think I've listened to I mean, to my last band. name is Umwaffle, so I mean, it makes sense that I want the hotcakes. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's all. No, you're, you're in you're, the, the hot, you're, magic hotcakes will be your nemesis right now. Exactly. <laughs> waffle. True, true. Yeah, 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 I, I take it back. I hate them. I'm killing you over <laughs> easy. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah. So the encumbrance thing, like I said, I thought it was really cool. You can just turn that off. Uh, don't care about encumbrance. Well, great. It took, it took me a little bit to get up. I'm like, where's this at? I'm like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Because I, I mean, I clicked through it once completely for a character, so I could get a, at least enough of a handle on it that if you guys had a question, I could say, I think I know this one. But um, going through it, you pick the things like the um, the built-in, was it backgrounds? Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember what the other name of it was. You could actually pick traits, too. You don't have to, but you could pick traits from Yeah, I got some the of those. Well, you don't stuff. have, yeah, I got, yeah, that was definitely cool. Yeah. So I thought it was really nice because, of course, they can make their own content available. It's it, it's really nice. Uh, they have the the character builder right there for you, and um, the, it's free. And we were talking about this before. I had a paid subscription to D and D Beyond, or you know, the previous edition of this. I couldn't find a spot here where you can pay for it. Like I couldn't find a spot to subscribe or anything. I'm not sure it's a paid thing anymore. Um, yeah, you can't pay for it. It's basically uh, you pay for the source books. So as you pay for the source book books, oh. you get more content you can use inside yeah. there. Since we're using only the PHP stuff, that's all free yeah. and you don't need to have anything else. So, But if you uh, wanted to do extend the campaign and use something from Eberron or something like that, you would have to have that book in order to be able to use it in gotcha. your character sheet and everything else. Well, that makes sense because it, yeah. it was a subscription before and you just had everything yep. available. But, yeah, that makes sense that you, you can just buy this stuff. Um, has anybody used the uh, reference app or use the the website for reference of the player's handbook or rule or anything yet i have not because no. we are going to be doing some referencing as we go and whether that's somebody with their player's handbook right there and they just want to look it up or if you've got the pdf or use the dnd beyond stuff um that would cover most of it because as we go you know i'm gonna I'm mo most of the time if i don't know it i'm just gonna say does anyone know how this works yeah. And if somebody wants to just grab their book and open it up, you know, hold the page up to the camera so we can see it. <laughs> <laughs> then we can all read it together. Yeah. 
fight for 10 minutes to get it in focus. Yes. <laughs> Typically, I will not look up a rule. If I don't know it, I depend on somebody else to know it, or we just make it up as we go. But, make um, a ruling. Make yeah, a exactly. Ruling. But but almost all the time, we, we'll still go back and look at it. Oh, hey, there's Randy. Hippie. I'm going to click the admit button. I admit nothing but Randy. So is there anything else you'd like to admit to the court? <clears throat> Randy, I'd like to admit Randy. Randy. Randy is exhibit A. <laughs> Randy. Why make you Randy, baby? There he Randy is. is connected hey. to audio. Randy connected to audio. Hi, Randy. Hey, guys. Sorry about that. No, that's no. perfectly all right. We were just talking about you almost the entire time. Uh, all thanks. good things. All good things. Yeah. <laughs> um. We admitted you into the court, is what we did last, uh, and you're here now. Welcome. How's your day today so far? Busy. The last couple of days, I got stuck over at work about an hour, hour and a half, and then I came home and quickly made dinner, ate it, held my son while my wife ate, and then quickly came down here and forgot the power went out sometime this weekend, <laughs> and the computer was down. I was like, oh, this thing's going to take forever. <laughs> no pounding salads today, though, no? No. <laughs> Steak, potato, and oh my, that's so much better. Oh yeah, I almost took a picture of it. Be like, guys, I'm doing this right now. <laughs> See you soon. <laughs> See now, steak eats salad. That's why steak is better. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like paper covers rock kind of thing. Right? Steak yeah, eats exactly. Salad. Right. Makes sense. I mean, the energy that was in the salad is in that steak. So really, <laughs> yes. truly, you are eating. Technically, salad. you're yeah, secondhand salad. Yeah, sure. You're good. Secondhand salad. That's uh, also a good band name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> uh, is anyone here a vegetarian? I'm just curious. No. That's cool. All right. Um, is anyone going to play a vegetarian character or Speak vegan now character? Or never hold your beef. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Randy. I can be vegetarian. Yeah. It's just, a, to me, it's an interesting, call it a quirk in the medieval world that, um, you know, you would avoid the, the pig roasting over the spit, and it's just funny to me. Um, we were talking, Randy, about the character stuff and the character uh, creator dealing, and I have um, it open on my other screen here, so I'm going to switch to that so I can share it, and I just want to make sure you can see it, too. Uh, let me go back to Zoom. I'm trying to open that as well for my own okay. personal one. There we are. So, Miles, that's yours, right? Yes. Um, so, I have that one open and I have the other ones. Now, one thing we just did was um, we found that if, we, if I created a campaign and then sent the link to everybody, that you could join the campaign with your character, which then allows me to actually see the character sheet and click for rolling and other stuff that, you know, we'll do that. I don't know if you can see it in the chat. Um, if I put it in the chat earlier. I can put it in there again if you don't see it. Yeah, the Zoom chat. Yeah. Do you Just see so it? you're not looking on Facebook. Uh, chat, yeah. there it is. <laughs> you can I go ahead and look on Facebook. Yeah, you won't find it. All right. So what I'd like to do now, we've got everybody. We're just going to take a few minutes, and um, we'll talk a little about the characters. Uh, you know, this whole full disclosure thing I've been doing where what we did in between the last session and this session, so the 
the, the last session we started talking about what we wanted to do for characters. We talked a little bit about the world. Um, and we came up with decent general ideas to get characters started. Came up with some specifics as well, uh, using some of the world information for background. And when we did that, we, um, we, we ended, I think, essentially saying, all right, now let's finish these characters up, figure out how we're going to record them. And then the next session, we'll actually start talking about them. And that's what um, today's uh, meeting is about, the, the Zoom meeting, the recording, the AFTS 2.0. We are just now um, looking at the characters, although we, we've kind of been looking at them already. Uh, but what we used was the D&D Beyond. We kind of looked at that. I think it's a good idea for us for sharing the characters. It seems to look, it, it looks good. It seems to work well. And so what I did was I, I sent that link out, asked the players to go ahead and put their characters in there and then send me the link for them. And that's pretty much where we end up today. So we had that communication back and forth. We scheduled our day to play and those were the things we were doing. And now what I also did just earlier today was send out, here's what I think we'll be doing tonight. You know, we'll get together, we'll talk about the characters, we'll talk about the world, and we'll figure out why these characters are together. Uh, just to give everybody a little heads up, it's just a little bit of a structure to start working with. Um, Randy, you were last. Do you want to go first? Uh, I usually go first the last couple things, so I'll, I'll at least go second if I could. All right. So, uh, hey, Randy sent a message to my group conversation. Uh, that's an, that was a pop-up on my iPad, which I don't think shows on that screen. I'm just going <laughs> to mumble. Randy, I'm not English good this evening. That's, it's, it's, it's amusing to me that I get to laugh at myself. All right, Abraxas, Guardian of the Universe. Oh, jeez, call me Jesse. <laughs> All right, Jesse. <laughs> we'll fill you in on that reference at some point. <laughs> or we're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can watch got, it in the recording. We've got the sheet here. And Chris, if you want to just uh, start talking about it, for me, the, the thing was, you know, introduce your character as you have created it. And maybe if you want, talk about how that may vary from what you had originally thought when we were talking about it and how that may affect uh, the background or how you might play it. Yeah, so originally, I mean, I think Joe, when you and I were originally talking about this, was I think Randy was there too. I was tossing around either a thief or a paladin, yeah. and then I threw in the pile was uh, maybe I'll use that warlock I played for like five seconds in another campaign with that really dark background. I was like, ah, I don't know. I kind of wanted to go for the paladin thing, and then I don't know why I wanted to do a dragonborn. I don't really know much about the dragonborn. It just seemed interesting to me. Um, it kind of goes back to a... Uh, I had a paladin character like years ago. It was like one of the longest campaigns I ever ran. And he had like a, a golden dragon mountain. I was like, and the, the name was actually a practice. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to carry this over a little bit of like homage to that uh, yeah. mount character, the mount. But uh, um, I saw so this, this guy is kind of, even though he's a paladin, he's kind of a tank. Um, he's like the heavy hitter. I gave him like all his weapons are two handed, the hellbird and the heavy crossbow. I don't want this guy being like a, you no know, finesse with this guy. Right. He's just going to like, uh, like kind of hawk out, knock down doors. It's just, you know, it kind of worked out that his uh, intelligence is pretty low. He's kind of like action before thinking. Um, but, but I don't want to necessarily play him like complete moron, you know. Yeah, even the scarecrow was kind of smart, right? Back in those of us. Um, <laughs> so he's definitely got some yeah. wisdom and stuff. Uh, he's not, not complete. And I, I gave him the, um, 
because when I picked the uh, folk hero background, I had to pick an artisan tool. So I picked cartographer tools. Um, so when I get this guy, he's really into maps, but he's not really good at reading them. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely uh, is drawn to like mapping and things. And I guess I could kind of run into like, you know, we're on the edge of the continent and there's this guard tower there. And I'm like, maybe he's like, man, I want to, I want to map out what's behind that. Like that's the, that's what he's drawn to. And he's traveled all this way to kind of like see what's beyond the edge of the edge of the world, you know, the known world. Um, so that's kind of what I'm going for on that, that piece. But uh, yeah, this guy's just basically the tank, even though he's, I guess he's our only healer technically, <laughs> but he's kind of like, there'll be other ways he, is, to heal. he is the brute squad, right? Uh, to yeah. say. Um, but, he, but he's, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to complain like complete, you know, Hulk smash or clobber in time completely, but he's definitely a man of action. So one of the he things kind of a, he's a man. He's like even though he's Dragon Ball, he's a man of the people. The whole folk hero background thing. Ah, he's definitely a commoner, you know. So one of the things I'll mention with um, with when it comes to that, I've told told you guys, you pick whatever class and character you want to play because that's going to be the best one for you. One of the things that I like to do, uh, a lot of uh, GMs DMs have different approaches to it. Uh, some will fill in a gap with an NPC. Some will fill in a gap with, um, you know, part of an encounter. Who knows what? Uh, what I like to do is I like to fill in gaps with equipment. So the way I look at it is if, if nobody has healing, then there will be healing potions at every vendor you go to. They just may cost something that, you know, something important to your character. You may have to give something up to make it a good balance. But I'm not going to make it so you just can't heal and um and have problems all the time or have a uh you know pocket cleric walking around with you that i have to play i i won't do that i'll fill in the gaps usually with items so that you can continue to play your character and not have to worry about some kind of little sidebar or something like that and eli when you said yes i do include magic items too so you may have like the dragonborn may have a a shield that does like a, a cure wounds once a day or something like that, right? We'll, we'll find ways to make sure that none of the important pieces are missing from the, the party. It'll just be a resource similar to if, um, like I said, if there was a cleric there healing you, the cleric can only heal a certain amount of times, right? And based on their level and, and all this stuff. And it'll be a similar thing with the equipment or items that, it will be limited in some way. So it's not just heal, heal, heal all the time. And I did want to ask you, Chris, I don't see on the character sheet, the background part. Is it on the character sheet? I know it's in the character creation. Yeah. So for me, I have to go under description, which you don't see there. So I have actions, equipment, features, and traits, and then description okay. before notes and extras. <clears throat> Let me just refresh just to make sure. Check notes. I don't have notes. Oh, okay. Uh, That's weird. Yeah, so mine's right after features and traits. There's a section called description, which has background characteristics, you know, personality traits, all that stuff. I'm guessing if <laughs> I view it from the campaign, it'll be the same thing. No, all right. Hey, I'm going to be viewing it from the campaign because now I see it. Yeah, oh, yeah. So you were viewing from my link, I'm assuming, right? Yep. That's probably what I guess. So there's some <laughs> things that aren't there. So what was it under? Description? Description, and then there's the uh, background. There and it is. Yep. That uh, has everything, you know, all the pieces, all the uh, character traits and all that jazz. Really? All right. <laughs> so this, um, 
have you figured out where this character is from? Is it going to be from one of the couple of places we named or from a different place? Yeah, I'm going to have to, I didn't have up like any specific city, but you know, t considering he's kind of got like the, uh, not the, uh, the folk hero thing. Uh, I didn't want to say like, Oh, he, he's kind of like, my idea was he was able to maybe help a town, get rid of some corrupt leader in the town. And they're like, Hey, he's you know, kind of one of them. Even though he was a dragonborn, he's kind of like, they, they see him as like uh, one of the, one of their own, but he doesn't, you know, that's far on the other side of the, you know, the land. Because he's come over here to map. He's heard about this, you know, supposed uh, mysterious guard tower in the Lost Mountains, you know. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll come up with a city that he's from. Is that it? That yeah, or like a small town. Yeah, I don't want it to be anything big, you know. Okay. I kind of want to, I don't have a definitive idea of his, like, uh, origin story, per se, you know. Uh, all right, so let's go. Uh, actually, let me let me put it this way: Does anyone have any questions for Chris about Abraxas? Yeah, I have written down that he was an elf warlock initially. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> I mean, can't you read right here, Dragon? I, mean, I identify elf as the guardian of the universe. <laughs> we we got a Skyrim thing going on where you mutated into like five different people before. You before the adventure starts. He's asking, yeah, multiple personalities for you. No, hmm. I, I like it. I think Abraxas is going to be a beast. I agree. I, I do have a question about uh, Abraxas. <clears throat> how, how does he feel about his shtick, his gimmick, <laughs> as far as like equipment and party role? What do you mean? Because he's kind of like... Uh, as the tank guy is like a heavy hitter, you mean? And, and he's not necessarily a fighter, or what, what do you mean? Well, I'm just saying, because you've listed off a two-handed weapon, a heavy crossbow, and some light healing. <laughs> well, I mean, right, he's a paladin, so he doesn't get, doesn't get too much for the healing, but he has some of it. But I wouldn't say he's the healer, right? He's a dragonborn. And he's, he's the guy that, you know, thinking he's for other people, yeah, I prefer action. He's that attitude. Um... And just it's just the way it worked out because I don't need intelligence stats for a paladin apparently. <laughs> um, so I just kind of went down that road with it. Um, I wasn't planning on being like the uh, necessarily the guy up front. It just kind of worked out that way, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Do you think you say he's um, uh, a dragonborn of action? Is he going to be quick to heal or quick to hurt? Like uh, if you're in a fight and. You know, your halfling takes a big hit and is down on the ground unconscious. Are you going to finish off the monster, or are you going to lay on hands to the halfling? Uh, I guess it, I'd have to make the decision there. Is he close yeah. to death, or, or do I have to take care of the bad guys? I mean, I mean it, it's uh, a halfling. It's going to always be close to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did I accidentally step on him? I can't see him that far, though. That could be um, Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I mean, I... I do have the I, I protect those who cannot protect themselves, so he might go for healing first. It, it depends, like especially if uh, um, Eli's character's like you know got the can of whoop bass already going. I'm not gonna like I'll just take care of healing, you know. But he is—he's not a thinker, right? He might just action. Oh, I just gotta get this bad guy taken care of first. And like I mean, and you guys might be yelling at me, "Hey, heal this dude!" How high is his wisdom? Because it might not necessarily be an intelligence thing; more of a uh... no. Yeah, his wisdom's thirteen. It's the end. Right. Yeah, I, got some so I, I, I think it's action. fair to say that, that his just his instincts would lead him in that scenario. Right. Kind of like to rationalize you as the player 
playing quote unquote intelligently. It's like, oh, is he taking care of this? Who's nearby, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. He's not gonna. He's not a moron. Right. <laughs> he's not gonna be uh, investigating yeah. any uh, cases right now. Yeah. Uh, he's the scarecrow, not, not the cowardly lion. Right. <laughs> nice. Definitely not. He gets a gun. The scarecrow rushed right <laughs> into the fire. For goodness' sake. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. So, Randy, did you want to go second? I can go. Yeah, that's fine. All right. So, Randy is playing Miles, My- Miles. Miley Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Yes, yes, Miley Cyrus. Let me uh, twerk that butt up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, I don't know to see that. Does he have? Is, is his main weapon a wrecking ball? Is that what? <laughs> uh, might change it to Miles Wrecking Ball. Nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. The locals call it a uh, meteor hammer. Yeah, we'll just, the sure group will call him Wrecking that. Ball. Everybody else has to come back around her. Okay. So, uh, not a lot initially changed. Uh, it made me pick weapons from the start, which wouldn't kind of make sense to start out with something, even though my storyline in the bio was that he left with only his clothes to his name. But I'm just going to assume that on his way out of town, he met some people he let in the inn for free or whatever that gave him a sword and maybe some armor on his way out. Okay. So, I'm looking here. You have no equipment listed. Uh, it was in <laughs> yeah. the... Okay, well, I guess I have nothing still. Okay, nice. I clicked the bubbles, but on my phone, so maybe it just didn't take. But, uh, uh, yeah, the, the phone app might not be. It's still in beta for some uh, time, so. It's the okay. system telling you to play the character your way. Am right. Okay, <laughs> okay just pull well, stuff out of his pocket. I have this now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll, well, I'll change that. I'll probably start with a uh, uh, loot and uh, maybe leather armor and a sword then. I, I see on here, and I'm not uh, honestly. I'm not sure how well you guys see this or how, how good it's coming through because I, I have the whole screen up. But um, it's coming through pretty good. Yeah. Male variant human. <laughs> I'm curious what a variant human is because I know I mean elf variants and what have you, but human. I didn't remember there being a variant. Yeah, they had bubbles for uh, regular human and variant human. I clicked the regular human. I don't know why it's variant human up there as well. Uh, I was curious about that as well. It's like, well, maybe I... your regular human has all the equipment. Oh yeah, maybe <laughs> the variant. The variant just like, the variant has nothing. The variant is destitute. There you go. <laughs> Some other human beat him up. It was like, uh, no, you're a variant. Variant basically means that uh, you basically instead of uh, it's the amount of. Um, proficiency skills, and you can choose from strength, dex, con, all that kind of fun stuff there, and you gain one feat of your choice as well. Uh, so that's, it was just a, way, a different okay. way of rolling out stats with the variant gotcha. is. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, when I messed with the character generator, all I picked was um, the half-elf, so I didn't see that part. Yeah. And I'm sure there are different things under different ones, but yeah. that, that's a good option then. I like that, because then you're not just, what the human default is what, plus two to something? Uh, one to two of your choices, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I like that. Cool. So, Randy, I'm looking at it. You got a bard. Um, yes. You put the highest number in dexterity instead of charisma. What do you see as the reason for that? Uh, I thought they were close. Um, well, I think they were a 12 and a 13. It's hard to like, remember. Uh, other mm-hmm. numbers up there? Uh I well, guess, 16 uh, on decks. Yeah, 16 yeah. on decks and 15, 15 on charisma. Yeah. yeah, so um, I think I want to keep him on ranged for the most part. So, I mean, they're two high numbers regardless. So I think uh, 
you know, charisma being high for the bardic uh, inspiration and stuff is still pretty good. And then being able to get a ranged weapon soon and be able to do damage as well while staying out of the fray would come in handy. So mm-hmm. that's why I chose Dex as my next highest, or as my highest, sorry. So you don't plan on being a hands-on uh, fighter. It's going to be a ranged... He's sniping people from the, you know, background. Oh, he, I think you'll be able to get in the fray. Uh, I think the strength is... Uh, oh, that's only a 12... I thought I moved that around more. Um, well, he's gonna, no, he's, look, he's just gonna—he's gonna come in like a wrecking ball. That's all you gotta know, Joe. <laughs> oh my! What he's gonna do is attach an eight times magnifying scope to his loot. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's gonna burn you. I don't need a—I don't need a bow if I have one loose string on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to no account joke, for man. wind and melody, and <laughs> then bang. You got it. What's the ambient noise level? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, SPL meter. That, we're going to add that to your inventory. You're going to get a Chant my loot. Better. That way I'm shooting fire arrows out of it. Nice. You just Do it like in the cartoons where you use the loot string as a legit bowstring. Yeah. Yeah, you're going like, to have to come up with like magical uh, you know, uh, distortion pedals for them or something like that. You know? Oh, like, yeah. yeah <laughs> I, will, um, I will... Oh, gosh. What the hell's the word? It's not divert. Digress. I will digress. I still don't English this evening. I will digress for a moment and ask, has anyone else played Minecraft Dungeons? A little bit. It's fun. Just so you know, it's a Diablo clone, but it's Minecraft fun. Um, You do nothing Minecraft. The only thing that's Minecraft in the game is the graphics. (laughs) I'm a little disappointed in that, but anyway. The enemies and the graphics. (laughs) Yep. It's a Diablo game, and uh, the reason I even say this is they have a bow or crossbow called the Scatter Crossbow, and the description is something like it's fitted to shoot multiple arrows at once and makes a decent musical instrument. Well, whenever you shoot this thing, it sounds like a disharmonic harp. You shoot it, it's like... (laughs) So that's just what I thought of when you said you shoot with the loot. But um, that's kind of cool. So the other question I had for you was... um, you went with a, oh, I think I zoomed this in a little here, yeah. You went with uh, proficiency in deception and performance. Are you trying to convince people you're a good performer? Uh, well, he was an innkeeper, so uh, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is always yes. <laughs> so I, I, I was just thinking to myself, um, all right, you're trying to play or you're trying to do something to persuade. Like persuade's I, the wrong word. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just max my, uh, with min-maxing my character. If I fail my performance check, I can use deception to make there them still go. like it. And then if not, persuasion. I mean, you're really up there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, but uh, my own curiosity, though, um, deception. How do you see deception playing a part for um, your character, for Miles? Well, with this background and running the whole end thing that I keep on bringing up like a broken record, uh, he uh, met a lot of That's shady good. people, so he needed to be able to uh, see if they're being deceptive and be able to deceive them as well if he needed to. He also needed to be able to deceive anyone who was trying to rob from him, and uh, I don't, just any scenario where deception would come in handy for an innkeeper. Okay. Guards so, trying to find some powdered dragon scale. Yeah. Hey. Those stains you. weren't there before you rented the room. <laughs> <laughs> so say uh ten times. Say uh, most of his rooms were full with uh people that weren't paying like uh what the background was and the guards wanted some place to 
crash. He could deceive them into knowing that the rooms are full and they would not question him if he succeeded. I so noticed buddies could did, stay. You did type the background in as ex innkeeper. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, does anyone have any questions for uh, Randy's Miles, the wrecking ball axe grinding? Is it Miss or Mize? It's Mize. Mize. I might change it to a Z. That way it makes more sense. <laughs> Miles, Mize. Yes. Eminem. We don't choose our names. So you're still going off the whole uh, stuff got poisoned. You took the rap kind of thing. That's I couldn't cool. think of anything else in this amount of time. So. No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. It, it works for why he left. Yeah, it can um, vary while we go to. Right? Your background isn't written in stone until it's said in the game. At that point, then what you say is, is canon, but anything you've written down and haven't said yet doesn't make as much of a difference as what you're about to say. So if you, and if we start and you lie about that, right? If somebody says, aren't you the innkeeper who poisoned everything? <laughs> and you say, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> well, we can get into de deception right away, right? But um, that will be completely up to you how you handle it. And that's why, for me at least, with the backstories, with the backgrounds, we talked about them last time. And I have what everyone submitted to me, but I haven't made any notes of my own on those because I wanted to see the characters get fleshed out and to see if you guys wanted to change any of that. So I didn't make any commitments based on what we had already shared about them. Cool. Our Cool. All right, who's next? Awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll take next. Eli. Erethnus right. Siegfried. Erethnus Siegfried. Is yep. his brother named Roy? However, my favorite to. character to play is a rogue named Roy. He's nice. batshit crazy. Talks <laughs> to inanimate objects and they talk back. All right. He gets the good loot that way. At least that's what he thinks. <laughs> no, the, the worst part is everyone else can hear it talk back but him. <laughs> he has to have a translator. <laughs> Excuse me, do you speak chair? <laughs> Stewart is, I speak chair. <laughs> well played. Is well anybody played. a carpenter? <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But I yeah, this saw is... what you did. <clears throat> This is Erethnus Siegfried. He's a uh, he's a character I've had for a long time in many different forms. Started in D and D three point five, and then I took him to a uh, live action role playing game that I used to be a part of, and that was that was fun. That took the character in oh some pretty weird places. Uh, I decided to change it up a bit in this iteration too, mostly in the fact that he now has a family. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it is his original uh, backstory, as it's often the case in adventures. His family died in a house fire, and I have nowhere to go. So no. this time he uh, he does have family, and that's why he's doing all this. This is his... the one with the magically inclined kid. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, is this a family that he's had, or since he had a wild background, is this a family that he just learned of and now is trying to change his ways? Oh no! Th this this iteration of Siegfried is completely separate from the the other ones. I want to I want to take him somewhere completely new that that I haven't done because the old one was like 
he was he was the the leader he was the spokesperson he was the uh he was the calm before the storm that kind of dude this this one's more laid back more family focused oh so we're looking at this you did pick fighter yes um strength is up there dexterity is up there too and i'm curious about that is this uh uh, on purpose? Well, obviously it's on purpose. What's the reason for dexterity also being high? Uh, mechanically or like RP-wise? Roleplay-wise? Yes. yes. Okay, well, mechanically, <laughs> I don't want to fail my deck saves. Yeah. Uh, Roleplay-wise, his the, the background that I have for him, I took the soldier background, but I have it written that he is a uh, he was a bodyguard for a nobleman's son, and in that profession, you have to be fast. You have to be quick to act. You can't slip up for a second or be too late. Okay. So it's just kind of something he's trained, <laughs> trained himself to be faster, more dexterous, more nimble. So, so far, what I'm noticing as a trend is I'm going to have to make you guys do intelligence saves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on that. So, <laughs> as, as as Chris pointed out earlier, um, turns out I don't need intelligence for anything. <laughs> it's crazy how it works out. Um, I do actually have a rationale for that. He's not he's not stupid. He's not an idiot. He it's not even hard for him to learn things. It's he has a lot of trouble reading and writing. He he doesn't it doesn't connect in his mind that a symbol means a certain thing. What about um, when you're walking down the street and there's a big wooden sign that has a, a mug with froth coming over the top? He knows that means he can go drink there, or does he not really Yeah, he, he, would, he would at least understand, oh, cup, all right, drink. So symbolism is important, but actual like character letters, numbers, that's right. not so important. Right. If okay. if you were if he needed to relay a message to somebody, he would be essentially drawing in like Egyptian hieroglyphs. Just nice. Conan. Conan. Name, he just puts an X down. It's Conan esque. What does Conan could not read in the animated? Brennan Stimpy, now I see it. Okay. <laughs> I saw I saw the, the red and stimpy stomach blurry for a moment. Oh dude. Up. Oh that those awesome. All my shirts are dorky little things and I love it. Those are the best ones. I've had the same wardrobe for two years and half of it is black t shirts. All my shorts have dorky. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So <laughs> I make myself funny. Um Eli, you uh got up there with armor class for a level one. Eighteen is pretty good. Yes. Um, do you expect to have to defend yourself a lot? Yes. Um, his uh, One of the flaws that he has, I, I believe it's still on there. It's one I wrote in uh, custom. Um, I, I fear that my inexperience will get those around me killed, so I overextend myself to make up for it. Okay. Because he's, while he has been a bodyguard, he hasn't been like exposed to the wilds or uh, large scale combat. It's those aren't settings and environments that he's familiar with. So he he's taken equipment that's going to give him the best edge he can. He knows how to use a shield. He knows how to use his armor. It's just not been a big thing in his life. Cause for the most part, nobody goes after the second or third son of a 
a noble's family. Yeah, Our bonds are, are uh, very similar. He, he has, I fight for those who cannot fight themselves, and I have, I protect those that cannot protect themselves. Yep. I need protection. Yeah, I, I took that bond w specifically with his child in mind, because who can't fight for themselves if not babies? <laughs> yeah. Although they certainly can get a lot of attention. Their oh, screams yeah. are just, oh my gosh. Randy, yeah. how's the baby going? He's doing great. Uh, so far, so good. No, knock on wood for now. I had to ask because I was just talking about baby screaming, uh, and I haven't heard yours. So <laughs> that's good. Big house, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. The um, what was it? The the neighbor? You're in the neighbor's house or something like that? Rented hamster, whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hamster last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, they're in I, home right now. I did have another point I was going to make when we talked about the intelligence thing. So passive intelligence or investigation, that one is low. And what I think, I haven't clicked to look yet, but what I think is that Bell is going to have a little bit of intelligence. If not, this is going to be, you know, yeah, investigation. That's probably That's probably the thing, right? Yeah. Thing. My investigation is when the way I view it is um, perception is you're noticing something without trying to notice it. Investigation is you're following clues to see where they lead. Oh no! Yeah, and and that's the way I look at it. Um, so perception is just like uh, you hear that noise, you notice the rustling in the leaves, whatever it may be, and um, and and then investigation is uh, I know there should be footprints here somewhere. I'm going to look for them, and I see footprints. Now I'm going to follow them and see where they lead. Uh, anyway, that's the difference for me. Does anybody have any questions for Eli about Erethnus? What's your kid's name, if unless you want to save that for a, a reveal? Oh, it's it's something that he would be willing to admit in conversation immediately. Leonard, Leonard, okay. Leonard Siegfried. Uh, was one of the was the nobleman? Uh, was that from the city of Malagar? Was it that that big city near us, or someplace else? That was okay. a big city, yeah. So, so Malgar is the big city that's near us. However, I didn't, I didn't want to be from Malgar. I, I haven't really thought up of where to be from. But he went there for the universities, right? I was trying yeah, to get his kid in colleges. Room. So yeah, yeah like, right. for personal business, he would have been there for to to look into the colleges. For professional business, he would have been there escorting his his charge, uh, making sure business deals go fine and whatever. So he's familiar with Malagar, but he's definitely not from there. Okay, yeah, so it's not that noble family. All right. Cool. Right. Right. Um, I can't remember if we were going to uh, – it's all up to you, but I can't remember if we were going to say you were related in some way or not. I, I thought that may have been part of the previous conversation. And, and again, oh. it doesn't necessarily matter, and it is up to you. It's um, not canon yet. Right. Uh, the, the related – I don't remember any talk about people being related, but I do remember talk about Siegfried uh, or Erethness interacting with Bell. Yep, I messed up your tuition. Talked <laughs> oh, about that. Uh, yeah, so, I yeah, yeah. I, I'm yeah, pretty sure, sure yeah. that you're the reason that I think that I have to get fifteen thousand gold pieces just for I'm my late. child to get enrolled. <laughs> so nice. it's going to be a long adventure, and it's all your fault. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. fine. That's, well, I don't know. With this character generator, you can just go in and type 15,000, right? I mean, that's true, yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now, <laughs> but I mean, 
in my experience, if I were to do that, the DM could say, hey, look, there's been a sudden uh, rich person tax. If you have yeah. 15,000 gold <laughs> coins, you've got to give it all up. The cutoff is 14,999, just so yep. you're safe right up until, yep. and then bam, it hits you. Although I'm like, I'm dragonborn, shouldn't I have kind of a dragon horde of you know, treasure somehow, <laughs> like a small Oh gosh, yeah, perhaps. you have the world's largest pocket lint collection. Oh, <laughs> different colors. Well, dragon that's scale. up to you. It's not even lint, right? It's like dragon scale. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, just pieces. Like old scrapings or something. It's like a, it's like a foil ball, but it's gold dragon scale. It's pretty cool. Do, do dragonborn shed like lizards? Uh, I would imagine they would I, a little bit. I, I'm molting. <laughs> You think he's laying there sleeping and it's just his previous skin. He's yeah. off somewhere. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's just a little dry people. out here. Uh, got him again. Tricked you. <laughs> so, Eli, I saw stupidity on your shirt. I didn't see what was underneath it. Oh, um... Because you just made stu- Stupidity is not a crime. <laughs> so you're, you're free, free to go. go. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. Everyone's shirt game is strong today. Everyone's yeah. shirt game is very strong. I haven't seen yours yet, Jason. Mine is uh, Pokemon. It's Squirtle. Oh, yes. All right. Dude, yeah, that is awesome. Squirtle and his whole line are my absolute favorites. Oh, yeah, he's the best Gen 1 starter. Best, oh, best starter. Oh, undoubtedly. Uh, Bulbasaur. Is for no, no. Bulbasaur. 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 So, no, you are not right. <laughs> you have been shot down. Although, Actually, I'll go get my Charmander shirt. There you go. <laughs> I actually did a uh, Squirtle greaser, like 1950s greaser cosplay at a convention I went to last year. It was a lot of fun. Oh, hell yeah. You got, the, you got the big old shades and everything? Uh, I couldn't get them as big as I oh. wanted to, unfortunately. <laughs> they they, big, look, they only came out like to here instead of like the big ones. That I, oh, I couldn't okay. find any that big. <laughs> so uh, the other thing I just thought of when you mentioned the, the cosplay in the convention, you mentioned LARP earlier. As a side yeah. note for anyone who's interested, on the yes, Adventure please. from the Shed Facebook page, there is a video that has a uh, previous cast member, JJ, and Chris. JJ brought over some of his uh, LARPing foam swords, and there's a video of them in my backyard beating each other up. And hey, Chris, that is fun. Well, awesome. He, the the funny part is JJ was very well skilled in the rules of LARPing. Chris is skilled in kicking your ass, and you can't yeah. just kick someone's ass when you have a foam sword. You no, have to follow the like, rules. Does he want surprised. me to use my martial arts skills or no? It yeah. could have been bad. Oh, like, okay, Chris, what martial arts do you know, man? I, I'm, a, I'm a martial artist myself, brother. It's kind of weird. So I take Krav Maga, but we don't, it's not Krav Maga as you would know it because the guy's uh, he's this ex-French Ford Leaf, this six, yeah, seven-foot-tall guy, uh, Australian, um, that he's done everything. He's got black belts and like jujitsu. I keep all this old school traditional martial arts. So we do a little bit of everything. So we do boxing, wrestling, gra- you know, all kinds of grappling, jujitsu. Like, it's a mix of everything. But he just labels it Krav Maga because it was just a marketing gimmick. Um, yes, yeah, so I know a little bit of everything, but you know, it's right of things. Right 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 weapon cool. stuff, sticks, knives, guns, all that craziness. Very cool. Yeah, no, I, I did self-defense and self-defense training for a long time as well. So that's awesome stuff. Uh, yeah, we had a bass awesome. player one time who was a really good fencer. So there's a video of Ooh. my last band, uh, Four Second Sights, when they're bored. <laughs> and you can see me trying to fight this fencer with, <laughs> with uh, those foam nerf swords. That oh, is yeah. awesome. No all I, I know is my LARP what? stuff, but I can, or at least I used to be able to peg a soda can with a javelin at 30 yards. Hey. Now it's that's, only 10. But no, that's that's wow. some serious skill, man. That is very serious skill right there. That's, that's legit. I, I just joke. remember being in the shed. Uh, oh, I think a baby's I, coming I, into the room. I can't <laughs> remember. Oh, hey, baby. And the kid. 
<laughs> but I remember um, uh, when Chris and JJ were out there fighting, um, I, I just remember JJ saying something like, I tapped your leg, you can't use it now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's got to be pissing Chris off. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have to actually hit it. You just like, it was just like, oh, yeah, it's like a little poke. Like, oh. Yeah. yeah it's like, <laughs> like, what? I got I to gotta kneel on one leg now? What the yeah. hell? But I'm gonna, get, was, I'm gonna get my sticks, like my yeah, bamboo stuff out of the car. We'll see how it happens. <laughs> oh, bamboo is bamboo is fun. A limb system like remember, that. Was, was that like the break during amazing. the 24 hour day? Yeah, yeah, it actually kept us awake because like, we were up for like 24 hours. So yeah. Jay's like, let's go out and get blood pumping. You know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. So we've got one more character to hear from in this episode. Guess who? That's that right. Is? That's right. He saved the most mediocre for last. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the world's okayest halfling. The world's okayest <laughs> halfling is what Bell is. So, um, so this is Bell G. Umwaffle, the uh, male lightfoot halfling rogue, uh, who has delusions of grandeur to a degree and is very naive. Um, Bell grew up in a large metropolis called Virilis. Uh, it is a sprawling city that is ruled by several wealthy families, but these wealthy families typically always shift because they steal from each other. They sabotage businesses, wealth changes, and the current family that is running this is called the Disneya family. They are a entertainment conglomerate that really <laughs> affected Bell to a large level and put out the type of media uh, that glorified the order of the eternal ring, which is Bell's obsession right now. Um, growing up, Bell would uh, accumulate all of the like Penny Dreadful type of comics and things, and Bell's ultimate um, uh, icon was Agent Zero. Uh, Bell actually has 23 issues in near mint condition that he carries with him all the time uh, and references those things with some of the ideas that Bell has. Bell, while he is relatively, you know, he's relatively intelligent, he's not above average or below average, he's just, again, so caught up in these things that, you know, he believes them and he believes that they are real to such a high level. Uh, his grandfather, Maple Umwaffle, uh, gave him a journal. <laughs> Forgive me a little chuckle. Go on. <laughs> uh, Maple Umwaffle gave him a journal uh, when he was younger that was supposedly Agent Zero's personal diary that covered things that no one else has known. So over the course of, of his life, because um, again, Bell came from a, a traditional halfling family. They lived in the city. They were lower middle class, so Bell was never really poor, but never really had you know a lot of wealth, um, uh, but was never hungry to a, to a large level. So you know, very very modest living. And uh, they were tailors. His father's name was Unwaffle, and his mother was Honey Unwaffle. And what was they his were father's name again? Butter. Butter. So if his grandfather was maple, was his grandmother pecan? She can be, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Pecan and waffle. Yeah. Um, uh, well, let, me, is, let, let me interrupt for another second. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, um, Agent Zero. So you know what? Let me, just for kicks, uh, the, the whole exposition thing, let me, um, is it going to let me drag this? Son of a biscuit. Uh, hold on a second. Um, if I press that and that, what happens? Damn it. All right. I was going to share my notes, and for whatever reason, it is not moving over to the second screen. Um, let's do – what if I do that? Now you might have to stop sharing and then reshare on the new screen you want it to be on. Well, I think, I think what the problem is is that I have the, uh, the browser filling the screen. 
But ah. um, oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the reason I was going to ask, or the thing I was going to ask is that uh, the um, Agent Zero, is this the same one who rooted out the corruption in Malaga? Yes. Okay. Because yes. I, I was tidying up my note for that, yeah. and I just wanted to make sure. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, over the course of time, you know, uh, growing up, Bell is, again, 22 now at adult halfling age and is out going off trying to gain enough fame, trying to gain enough uh, agency to join this, this order that he vehemently believes is real. Um, and he is following the footsteps of the comic books that he has, of the journal that he has, and really going around and generally helping a lot of people that he can in his in his own method uh, even though he's never really been asked to help and he gets in the way sometimes um but that's why he's off on a journey right now he's he's made his way uh far out west to malagar and moving into ket and he has met some people uh he has again tried to help where he could help he has again several fake ids and things because that's what agent zero would have he had several identities and all that kind of fun stuff so he's you know proficient with like a disguise kit a forgery kit um and uh you know that's how he's been going around and operating for for this chunk of time and as where we come in to meet him cool this is still not uh oh please I gotta, I gotta figure out computers. I really, <laughs> I don't know anything. Um, you know what? I will do the the stopping and sharing and share it again. Yeah, I wonder if you have to choose the share. Yeah, for for me, I have Ring Central, which is powered through Zoom. Oh, forgive my dog. Somebody came up to my door. That's okay. Um, uh, yeah, just hamster. Stop sharing and restart another screen. This is, but but the tricky part here is, um, I dragged it. And now I'm not finding it. <laughs> so lost she is. <clears throat> yeah, the ages. Like I I honestly am not sure where the hell it ended up. But what I'm sharing, <laughs> what I was sharing was the entire desktop too. So if anybody is familiar with the the, the Mac ecosystem, I know Chris is a bit, but um, mm -hmm. I'm actually using. So I've got an actual 43 inch TV here. This is my main monitor. This is where you guys are. This is where most of the stuff is down right here is um, actually, I suppose I could do this. Uh, it's a iPad that is using sidecar on the Mac. So it's a second screen. And what I was doing is that's what I'm sharing. So I can actually use the pinch and zoom and all that while I'm looking at you guys up here. Well, the tricky part about that is, I dragged the notes to what I thought was the second screen, but now I can't find the damn thing. So <laughs> I'll have to figure that one out. I'm going to close it. Oh, hey, hey, there we go. I had to close it and open it back up. Um, let me go back to sharing. And this is, again, just the whole idea of the... Uh, Randy's the, sending us a secret message. The exposition of <laughs> what's going on. Um, so this is just the notes that I had from our last... Uh, meeting, and uh, can you guys see that now? Yes. Yeah. Randy yeah. is a tool. What? Did I put oh. that on there? <laughs> you have to add it now. But this, so and again, just to to let people know how some things work. Well, for me at least, the um, the notes I keep are kind of minimal. I look for the key parts of what somebody says. And you'll see right at the beginning here where I put 
This is essentially what I read to you guys. That, that's mm -hmm. all I had for a description. Then we came up with the name Ket. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about, um, you know, why are you here, whatever. And then the, the city near the cat, we came up with the population, the people. And this is where, um, where I was asking you, Jason, about the agent. Because mm -hmm. I had put here his idol, that agent had passed through Mal Malagar and helped without corruption. And when you were saying agent zero, I'm like, I, I need to make sure this is the guy. That, that's the guy. That is All the right, guy. Cool. All right. So let's look back at, let me see if I can get the character sheet back open again, because I know I had at least one question for you. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> actually, one of my first questions was, um, so you're the one with the high intelligence at zero. At zero. <laughs> at zero. But my save is plus two. So, you know, Bell is very naive, but when things happen, if he needs to, oh, I, that makes, he can save himself to a degree. That's how I kind of figured it out as far as why it would be there and, uh, you know, why he would be the way he is to a large level. It's not, right. it's not that he's smart. It's just, he's read these comics so much yep. and yes. seen so many of the stories written down. Oh, yep. this is just like issue number 72. Yep. He's, he's seen the live action plays in Virilis. He's seen <laughs> all these things. He has all the collectible items. That's just how he is. Cool. Cool. That that I like that. Um, so low strength. I think he's the only one with a um, not positive modifier for yep. strength. Yeah. So where do you see Agent 00.5 when it comes to battle? What's he going to be doing? Well, it depends on the battle because you know, learning from what he's learned from Agent Agent Zero, Agent Zero would be able to evaluate an attack if it had to be something of running in there and, and 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 you know delivering that blow he would do it if he had to again try to talk his way out of a fight that would be also an option if he had to blend in agent zero is one of his uh his uh sayings is you know hide in plain sight to a degree and uh you know that's how he operates so um I feel that Bell will get into some pickles potentially uh depending on how he evaluates the the um uh, the situations, um, but Bell also is smart enough that he might just jump behind, uh, you know, <laughs> the two tanks yeah. and, and uh, you know, try to direct things maybe a little bit. But uh, yeah, as far as, as combat goes, he is very, very investigative. He's very, very, I will fight when I need to, but he's going to try to use uh, that charm that he feels he has uh, and his ability to read situations to make the best kind of outcome. So with the um, high dexterity, you have a couple of daggers. Um, are they, uh, do you plan on throwing them? Is he going to be throwing? Yeah. Uh, you, got, you still got the short, short bow as well. But um, yep. So how do you see thrown uh, daggers in D&D? Because &D? I'm curious, because I always look at them in different ways from what the book says. Yeah, so for, for dagger throwing, it's it's kind of situational for me, but, um, you know, if it's something that's, you're trying to take out somebody very stealthily with, with a quick throw, um, I might, as a DM, I might add, change the modifiers of the rules a little bit so that if it hits, it hits, because you know, that's one thing in D&D &D that I think that it lacks is, you know, if you want to try to go and sneak up on someone and, you know, choke them out, there's really no mechanic for it that really works that I've seen in games, at least, because you choke him out, he's, that's one hit point, that's two hit points, he has yeah. ten left, all right, let's get it going right there. So it really depends on 
on the situation, I would imagine. And, you know, for me, I, I leave it to the DM's discretion, whoever's running it, to see, you know, how you want to go about throwing them because, you know, I, I'll play however, um, whatever, whatever fits the system. All right. I, I like to hear that. One of the things I do like to do, by the way, if you said you're sneaking up behind someone to choke them out, Typically, what I'll do then is say, all right, what you're, what you're about to attempt is a difficulty check against something. Let's figure out how you were doing this. Was it smartly? Was it fast? Are you, are you grabbing them so hard that they get choked out? Are we going to use strength? Whatever it is. And then I put a difficulty on that. Yep. And then we'll roll against that. And if you're successful, you choke that thing choke out. That yep. Just that simple. It's yep. not, you don't have to do damage. You don't have to roll. You know, whatever, an attack, whatever it is, it is your action is to choke someone out, not to um, go into initiative and start combat. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's how I'll treat it because it's not, Excellent. for me at least, that's not a combat thing. Yeah. That is a totally separate. It's, it's an action or a little uh, uh, achievement unlocked kind of thing. You, you, you need to get this special set of criteria in order to make it happen. I like it. Randy, she's quiet, or no? You're not muted. She's just, he. He's, he's just being very quiet. He's got his um. He's got his little hiccups. Red prisoner oh. uniform. Right? <laughs> I like it. He's a big Waldo fan. And I, I did see the, the the hiccups there. That's funny. I think babies with hiccups are hysterical. When when my girls were babies and they had hiccups, I would just laugh at them the whole time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, my daughter still does it. Uh, that would be a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah indeed. Uh, so um, I see uh, Jason's character has uh, intimidation plus five. Got the short little half thing being intimidating, which I think is amazing because I kind of my intimidation is <laughs> very high. I kind of almost work like a tag team, like bad cop, worst cop, almost like I'm this big intimidating guy, and yeah. like and then I, I bring him in as back for worse. I bring Absolutely. the little guy, like make it worse. Absolutely, that would be hilarious. Like, big, hilarious, hilarious dynamic. Being able to successfully interrogate or intimidate somebody is an agent's, you know, one of their one of the things that makes them who they are. Being able to do those kind of things, so uh, I put it in there because I think that could be some fun uh, role play, and I think it's something that uh, Bell would definitely have done. Practice being the art of intimidation, even though he is a halfling who's two feet eleven inches tall <laughs> and weighs about thirty-two pounds. Yeah, I, I think the partnership, like, that would be an interesting a dynamic yeah. between the seven-foot-tall dragonborn guy and, like, the two-and-a-half-foot-tall half. That would be amazing. <laughs> Got to work that out somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Um, what about the sleight of hand and stealth? That, I mean, it sounds like this is a burglar. Well, is this, well for me, sleight of hand <laughs> necessarily isn't just stealing things, but, I mean, yeah. it can. Uh, for me, stealth is the ability for you to go and see that hide-in-plain-sight kind of yeah. thing where he can, you know, be an agent, be suave, be able to move through places, you know, get past a guard who's by a door secretly uh, without causing any notice and things. That's why I also picked performance because I have a feeling that, you know, Bell would also be someone who would try to intimidate or impersonate somebody like, you know, Mission Impossible S style uh, with a disguise kit, uh, being able to go in there and be like, that's right, I am this person, hello, and, you know, being able to put on that performance and, you know, be able to play that part, which is, you know, what these agents that, you know, he's read about these grand tales uh, have done and have infiltrated, you know, high societies, have infiltrated cults and things like that, um, and have, you know, done their work for, for those kind of things. So that's why I picked those two. Um, investigation, 
you know, even though he is trying to be like a spy at a sleuth, he's just not super good at it those yet. He is just not great at it yet. Barely um, agents, man. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind I'm picking of. up some uh, mad uh, now you see me vibes from yeah. from this build. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I really, I would really like to see that in the campaign. That the very like uh, bait and switch style, and then all of a sudden pulling out the. The intimidation, the persuasion. Hey, you see these two big guys? You don't cooperate with me? I'm sicking them <laughs> exactly, on you. Exactly, yeah. Because the intimidation yeah. doesn't have just to come from that character. It can come from yeah. you guys standing dauntingly over me. As mm. you make, you probably will look even bigger when you're standing next to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and one, of the, one of the things you mentioned was stealth that I like is, for me, stealth isn't just hiding and being quiet. Stealth is not being noticed. Right. It's to me that's way more important. If yep. you can stand in the middle of a crowd and no one notices you, that was a successful a successful stealth roll. Yeah, yep. being the gray man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, with the sleight of hand thing, like you know, obviously people think, uh, yeah, you're trying to be a burglar, but it's also yeah, we mentioned it with self defense. We have people watch certain videos about magicians because it's about oh, yeah. presenting oh, yeah. presenting a weapon or a tool without being without them noticing it. You know. So uh, I was thinking this very from. Handy from more of an evil perspective, which I don't see uh, Bell being, um, with sleight of hand and intimidation so high, does that mean you took um, like a toothpick out of somebody's pocket and then shoved it under their fingernail to interrogate That was an issue number 12, I think. In the <laughs> <issue> <laughs> number, yes, I guess Agent Zero would probably do that. Yep. Got the bamboo reeds underneath the fingernails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, yeah. uh, oh. Oh. Um, wow. <laughs> I, I'd honestly rather just be cut in half with a great axe. Yeah, just, <laughs> please. Yeah, just and me, man. Come on. Uh, Make it short and sweet, man. Just cut, get it over with. His charisma is high as well, which makes me think that the way you were describing him, where it's almost like he blunders his way into things, he's charming. So people tend to believe his blunders. He is. Oh, so yeah. he, he makes mistakes, but he's 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 so you know personable to a large confidence level. Confidence is high. That yeah, yeah. He, he can he can confidence his way out of things to a to a high degree if he needs to. That's how he survives, quite honestly, because he's gotten into you know some pickles in you know Malagar, you know yeah. doing the things that he did, you know getting getting <laughs> getting Siegfried's uh, tuition bill very high and stuff. <laughs> Be confidence didn't. Siegfried now believes he has to pay fifteen thousand gold. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Miles knows Siegfried because he needed a place to crash or whatever. So, <laughs> but we can get into that some other time. The um, the tuition is actually twelve copper. Just oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's twelve it's copper a on college. a weekly quote unquote basis. So, like for the year, it just comes out to like a handful of gold. Anybody can attend if you, you know, do well. That's your own deal. Well, the the more you talk about this agent stuff, the more I'm I'm seeing. Y'all ever watch that show, Chuck? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't, but I heard good things. About yeah, it. I've that, watched like the first Kaminsky? couple seasons of it. Yeah, yeah. It's I have not. It's very much that is is doofy. Doesn't know what he's doing. Is kind of thrown into this whole secret agent business. But you know what? It works, and everybody cool. loves him. <laughs> I like that. Um, all right, be, so I'm looking great. at this as we have a good amount of content for this introducing the characters episode. Um, I like it. We've we've talked about each individual character, some of the highlights, and and 
I wouldn't say necessarily low lights, but some of the things they're good and not so good at might be the way to put it. And uh, talked a little about how they may act in certain situations, which is good because then we start to build on how the um, how the characters may act, not necessarily the players. Because, uh, for example, I don't expect um, Miles to walk through the world carrying a baby boy, but that's not to say he won't. <laughs> that's what his loot is. His loot is his baby boy. My go. kids are all grown up. I don't need to carry around an infant. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I already um, got a halfling following me around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't remember adopting another son. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'll disguise so, myself as your son, and then we'll just continue going forward. Uh, so you do get to carry him around. Lovely. Beautiful. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, does anybody else have any other uh, questions or thoughts for this episode before we wrap it up? Eli? I do have one thing that I would like to put onto record that I forgot in my character explanation. So uh, D&D Beyond when you go into your feet selection, it only offers up the grappler feet for whatever reason. Apparently, really? that, that, as far as I've been able to tell, I looked at it and ah. a lot of other people had the same issue. So I don't have the grappler feet. I took magic initiate. In session zero, okay. we were talking about, oh, let's see, maybe I can give up parts of being a fighter for, yep. for some minor magic, but I decided instead to go variant human to take that feat. I took the uh, druid, spell lists i have mending and produce flame as cantrips and cure wounds as a first level spell oh i like the idea of mending when we were talking about your kid might be breaking stuff um, with his <laughs> magic outbursts <laughs> yeah so mending could help yeah yes yeah all right oh and then oh uh, yeah for me too real quick speaking of equipment here uh, i was going to see if it was okay with you joe if i switched from a short bow to a hand crossbow they do the same damage yeah. Um, and I think it's something more than an agent would carry rather than having yep. a bow slung over uh, his shoulders. Uh, and I think that would be pretty fun. Uh, I think based yeah. on his size, it would probably look like a toy. Yeah. And, I mean, hand crossbows aren't <laughs> very little, large anyway. Yeah. But one that fits him, either he's using a regular one and it looks like a light crossbow, <laughs> or <laughs> he's using a, a miniaturized one and um, it shoots toothpicks, right? There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Right into the fingernails. Yes. The fingernails. On a crit, it's it's in the fingernail. Oh, man. <laughs> we got it now. I'm cringing. I'm still twitching. But, yeah. Cool. I like that. Yeah. So go ahead and do that. What I would ask is, um, Eli, you mentioned that if you could just put that in the note, you know, type a note in on the character sheet. Yeah, it, it's, it's there in my actual character notes. Yeah, I remember in, seeing uh, it. I remember seeing it because I was like, how do you get it in there? Description... <laughs> Uh, other or no in notes the actual yeah, notes tab oh feet magic initiative yeah okay so to that point um i'll take a second and, and show this again but um yeah so i i don't i just did not scroll down far enough it's right there at the bottom yeah that where you typed uh feet magic initiate druid and you put your cantrips right there so that's great um and anything else you can think of that the 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 character generator does not account for character generator does not account for then throw that in a note somewhere put it so because obviously i can see them now so this is going to be huge for me you've got your notes and as long as you're okay with other people seeing them meaning other players uh put it in there because then i can look at them as you wrote them not necessarily as i interpret them and that that can be very important i do have my own notes but it's good that um, I didn't have to remember which cantrips you took because you typed them right in. 
Yes. Huge bonus. Yeah. All Any right. secret notes will just go onto the computer itself, not on not onto the sheet. All right, cool. <laughs> um, and you can say, yeah, you can send those to me if you like. Uh, oh, absolutely. Speaking of, when we talk about the technology thing again, last thing before we wrap up, um, remember in the Zoom chat, there's a way to send a chat to just one person. Uh, the thing is, if they don't see that little pop-up, just let them know. <laughs> you know, I sent you a chat. And then we can all wonder what the heck it was about, because that's cool intrigue. Uh, Smile and wave, boys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but on that, we'll wrap up this episode of Adventures from the Shed. And I can click this button to stop sharing. And remember to see each other. Hey! Yeah. And we can all... Hey! And now that we can see each other, we can all say... Bye-bye, baby. Until next time. The preceding podcast was brought to you by One Joe Young. You can find us online at adventuresfromtheshed.com.